Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle. We're so glad to be back with a guest, proper Roscoe P, proper filibuster freestyle, proper main feed, not best man speech, not wine, wall, and dragons, or any of our other pods, which you can check out on filibusterfreestyle.com or any of the places that you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. As of today, we are now on Amazon Music and their new podcast section. A lot of great places to get the filibuster freestyle. You pick your place. Filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can get it. We got Roscoe P coming up. So subscribe to the pod. Subscribe to our social media feeds at Filibuster Freestyle on Twitter and Instagram. Here comes the theme song. Roscoe P from Drill on Threes. We have an NBA playoff related topic with a little creative twist. And that's all I can give you right now. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, there we go. Wow, a little malfunction there at the beginning of the show. As promised though, Filibuster Freestyle is back with Roscoe P. And I'm just gonna ask you how you doing, Roscoe P. So formally, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, how, how is anybody doing? Right? Like, like who? I mean, I, I guess like it's just the it's just a reflex for a lot fine. of people. Like, when, like for a lot of people, we just go, "Hey, I'm doing like good," or like you know, I'm doing great. Like it just like it just comes out of their mouth. It's not really like no one like really answers that question when you ask how they're doing. But like in times like these, where everything sucks in every way imaginable. And it's just on the verge of getting so much worse. Correct. Who, who are, how can you trust somebody if you go up to somebody and go, hey, how are you doing? They go, I'm great. <laughs> like, what, what kind of psychopath is that? What are you hiding? Yeah. Who's, who, yeah. Like, do you not have a central nervous system? <laughs> like, what, who, who is that person who's, like, doing awesome right now? I actually read a, just to, con- to, to continue with that, when we first got into coronavirus and quarantine and COVID-19 back in March... I forget what celebrity it was. I want to say it was Jared Leto from, you know, uh, you know, my so-called life fame, seven, 30 Seconds to Mars fame, etc. Oh, yeah. he's Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he had yeah. said, I guess he was on some, like, retreat or, like, some meditative solo retreat in, in maybe Tibet or somewhere very remote, Nepal. And so when he literally came back from his trip, they were like, oh, the world's changed. And he was like, what? It would be oh, like, that's right. Like, you didn't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it would be like if he was on that sabbatical for, like, literally 200 days. For, for six months. Got off the airplane and was like, how you doing? Great. And they're like, amazing. Yeah. The world has imploded. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, guess what happened since you've been gone? <laughs> since you've been gone. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. She's doing great, I bet. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, psychopath. Great way, to, great way to start things, though, today. So, listen. <laughs> Sets the really set the tone. And and by the way, if you're listening around the world, and I'll, I'll name a few places because I know I know sometimes the guests like to participate in that piece. Hopefully, your life's going better than me and Roscoe P's. But you know what? We know it's not because you're also living in a world full of COVID nineteen. Yeah. So France, for instance, unless you is like is New Zealand on the list? Like they're doing all right. In fact, they are on the list. Oh well, they well good good on you. No, that's Australia, right? Is that is that wrong? Yeah, maybe. Do they you know, say that in New Zealand? But guess what? Australia's on the list too. Well, there you go. And I'll tell you what, they're experiencing their first day of spring today because they're on the bottom, you know, southern oh, hemisphere. They're, they're upside down. Right. By the way, yeah. if you ever want to freak out 
Chief Marketing Officer, and my wife, Cindy Harrington. Talk to her about if you were flying in space and you were right side up was the South Pole that the world would actually like, she doesn't like the concept of an upside down globe in a classroom. And I'm like, but it's basically probably what they do in the Southern Hemisphere. Because like, right. it's the top of the world for you because that's the part of the world you look up at and there's the sky. Right. Anyway, we've had some many great conversations about that, but... But isn't that, but like, but there's gravity though. Like we're all getting pulled to the middle, right? So that's not that weird. Not at all. No matter where you are in the ball, the sphere that is the earth, we're all getting sucked in by gravity to the center. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. It's really not a top or a bottom. It's just a way that, you know, when the Europeans decided to go out and colonize the world, they decided, well, this side's up because this is where, this is where we're from. But that, that freaked Cindy Harrington out? The concept of an upside down globe... She's like, well, but that's, I don't know. I don't think she wants to get into it, basically. <laughs> and that's all I can say about it, because we've never really gotten into it beyond that. She's like, I don't want to get into it. Okay, that, that's fine. But just for the record, I would love to get into that. And that might be a future podcast topic. Honestly, it sounds great. Table that one. <laughs> Crack Research yeah. Team, book note that one right there. Okay, so in addition to France, the USA, the UK, Australia, and the aforementioned New Zealand, we got Belgium. We got Canada, Indonesia, Spain, Germany, the Philippines, Colombia, Italy, and a little place called Ecuador. Oh. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody listening, so thanks so much. And this actually is a really good segue to the t- today's topic, which is the NBA. And the NBA, obviously, is a place that's got people from all over the world now playing it, certainly viewing it as fans. And the NBA actually did a cool thing, and I have not set this up yet in the pre-show or the preamble. Uh, you know, the NBA, when they came back, decided that not only were they going to double down uh, on social justice, but they were going to allow the players to, to choose from a pre-selected, whatever it was, dozen or so terms that they could put on the back of their jerseys. Yeah. Slogans. Yeah. So yeah. things like group, group economics, Messages. liberation, yeah. vote, education, et cetera. We'll get into them. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. The, the, the court says Black Lives Matter, which is fantastic. Um and so what, what I was thinking about, and I don't think I'm alone, is that some of the names on the back of the jerseys in terms of their surname, their last name, and then the, the slogan or the, the word that they've picked to draw awareness towards social justice, education, form, you know, et cetera, some of them actually sound like superhero names. Yeah, totally. And, and so we're going to go through some of those. And this is, by the way, this is not to in any way, shape, or form make light of the fact that social justice and systemic racism, you know, social justice needs to happen. Systemic racism needs to stop. And that's our, that's how we feel on the filibuster freestyle. Roscoe P, do you concur? No. Yes, of course I do. Roscoe P, uh, come on, man. Now someone's going to pull yeah. that clip and we're both going <laughs> to... Yes. So, heel turn. Surprise twist for the podcast. I'm coming out pro-racism here. Wow. Um, no, of course not. And, and I'm glad you said that. I was going to say the same thing. I, I, uh, Completely agree. I, I, I will join you in applauding the NBA's efforts. I think the NBA has really done an amazing job uh, with everything, uh, you know, soup to nuts, as they say, um, with just being able to play. I mean, they sure. pulled this bubble off. They're going to finish the season here, yeah. um, which I thought was very doubtful when, when they came up with this plan and started doing it. And so not only handling the, the COVID stuff, but also – and this is a credit to the players, uh, I think, more than anything, who, uh, who, you know, there was some hesitancy by 
even some of the star players about about restarting the season at all. Like, should we even be doing this given the you know the the, the temperature of the country right now and what's going on? And and I think part of their um, decision to play was based on their ability to use their platform to speak out and, and draw attention and, and try to uh, make some change with these social, social justice issues. So, yes, uh, I, I applaud this effort completely. We are going to have some, some fun with it here, but we are not making fun of it. And, and I also think, like you know, I said before, like, like sometimes, and we're certainly there, like we were there months ago, but like things are just so bad. We, you have no choice, but you got to kind of like push the en- envelope for the comedy here. You got to like kind of dip into the, you know, our, our uh, I don't know, our, our lesser or our worst tendencies. And, and you got to like get borderline inappropriate for the funny stuff. So we're going to like kind of make fun of a really good thing, but not we're not really making fun of it. Not at all. In we, fact, we are we are, uh, we are still supporting it. Very much so. And again, I mean, I, I tried to work as clean as possible. One of the things I did enjoy, though, was because they allow players from all over the world to write the, write the words that are approved in their native language. There's some really good fake superhero names, etc. You know, character names, if you will. So, so let's start it off. I actually thought but before, before you start off, though, can I just mention one that I I think the best the best idea for uh, for a jersey, which actually was not allowed, and it was not allowed to be executed, so we can't technically talk about it. Okay. But um, it was an idea, and that was uh, Jimmy Butler. Yes, of of the Miami Heat. Do you, do you know you know what he did? I've, I've heard. What he, what I think he, I think I know what he did, but but what he wanted to do? Say it out loud because yeah. I, I don't have it one hundred percent. So Jimmy Butler is uh, a a star player. He's with the Miami Heat. For those of you who've been uh, keeping up with the Celtics, you've seen Jimmy Butler play for the Heat. And um, uh, so some you didn't have to pick a slogan. Like in fact, a lot of the bigger stars like LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, did not have a slogan, so they just have their last name kind of on the bottom of the jersey under their number. Right. Uh, and then the players who chose to have a, a slogan had it on top of their number. Well, Jimmy Butler went out the first game and had nothing. Mm. He just had his number. He didn't have a slogan, and he didn't have his name. And that was intentional and by design. And and the and, and he wasn't the, the league said he wasn't allowed to do that. He had to have his name on there. So now he has his name. But his his reasoning and the point he was trying to make was that. Um, that he is not special. That ah. just, just the, the fact that he you know, has a lot of money and he's an NBA star, that at the end of the day, when he takes his uniform off, he's a black man in America like mm. all the other black men in America and, and faces all the same issues. So um, that, that was the point he, he was trying to make. And I thought that was really a really powerful gesture. I wish the league let him do that. Yeah, especially now that that team has gone on a run and they're you know they're right. up, they're up two to one on the Celtics well, they're, and they're probably going to be in the finals. Yeah, they're yeah. probably going to be in the finals with millions and, and potentially billion you know definitely hundreds of millions of eyeballs on them um, around the world and that story would definitely resonate as you get to games three, four, maybe five and six of the NBA Finals if not sooner and it would have been you know again it would have drawn a lot of attention to it. Uh, it's too bad they didn't let him do it. And I know that there were other folks who wanted to write other things that they weren't allowed to write either. So we're going to keep ours to the ones that they were allowed to write and pair them with their actual last names and go from there. Yeah, because there are some great ones. There are. Now, here's an example of one that I only like because there's a surname. Uh, so, uh, sorry, they're all surnames. But a, a suffix at the end. So, okay. for instance, oh, okay. you've got a lot of guys who will wear their last name senior, even if their kid is like right. three years old. Like we don't, you know. 
your kid's not Ken Giffrey Jr., so you don't have to distinguish him yet. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but we weren't going to get that confused. I forget, and I, and I forget which Morris brother plays for the plays for the Clippers. But education reform Morris Senior is where I'm going to start. <laughs> he is a, a he is a substitute teacher by day, and he is a <laughs> tutor by night, and he is a superhero in his own right, though maybe not like a, a blockbuster A list movie. You know, you can't launch a franchise around him type guy. That's what I'm right. Or, or that's like a that's like an album name. Yes, education before Morris Senior. <laughs> what do you got? Give me your first one. Oh man, I don't know if I have these ranked. All right, uh, here's I didn't really one. rank them. It's interesting. Either. Like, like some of these guys, um, uh, I don't actually know the guys. Like, I went through on sure. on uh, the the undefeated. You know that website. Yes, I found the same. And, I found the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's just got like all of them written there so and, and you also forget like there are some teams that weren't in the bubble all that long correct like like the bubble's been going on for like 70 days like there are teams that haven't been in there for like 40 days correct um yeah so you kind of forget they're there but and then there's some players who just don't play so i actually don't know who this guy is although even though i know a lot about basketball i have no idea who this is but um uh the jersey is justice johnson justice johnson alliteration aside a great name yeah Justice Johnson, who is, um, I believe it's pronounced Alizé Johnson. Oh, yeah, I saw him. Uh, of the Indiana Pacers. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry to say. I don't know who that is either, but I did like that the, again, Justice Johnson sounds like a guy who is either a real superhero or in, like, The Simpsons, when they make up a fake TV show within the show, like Itchy and Scratchy, Justice right. Johnson could be, you know, uh, like, a, like a, a character within a show. Yeah, it's a superhero. Or I, I think I, I think when you first texted me this concept, I think you said like some of them sound like band names. Yeah, there's some band names in there too. You're right. And and I feel like that could be a band name. Justice Johnson is a phenomenal band name. Yeah. In fact, they might be a Jesus Jones cover band. Oh, wow! They play, right here, right now. They play right here, right now. To start, <laughs> to end, and twice in the middle. Wow. All right. So I I've got I'm going to put this one on the table. We both we both like this one. Jalen Brown and the Celtics, Liberation Brown. That sounds like that sounds like a great band name. That sounds like a great concept. That sounds like a great uh, potentially a good superhero again, you know. But Liberation Brown is, is that one is hard to beat for me in terms of kind of total package. It just it sounds great. It's easy to remember. It's for yeah. a great player who we all know. Yeah, it probably is the best one. Like, there's a couple others that just kind of make me laugh. Sure. Uh, but I think like that's the that's the best one. Absolutely. So here's one that. Um, oh yeah, what do you got? Um, all right. Well, you you said the the Simpsons a second ago, and so like like one thing that comes up is there are only like you said there are only like ten or twelve or however many approved uh, you know phrases. Right. So like a lot of these are repeats. Like you know, the, like there are a lot of guys who had justice, right? Like you can't. So I, I'm trying to like avoid doing the same. Correct. Exactly. Pick um, your best one. Yeah. So so some of these I just had to like. And actually, a couple of these I haven't picked yet. Like they're on my paper here. I got a couple here. I just haven't picked which one I like the best. Sure. But but there there was one that had a, a bunch, and I did pick the one that I like the best. But I thought of the Simpsons. Um, it's too bad there's not an NBA player named Quimby, because uh, one of the slogans is vote. Oh, vote Quimby. So we could have had vote Quimby. <laughs> um, but we didn't. But I went with um, a guy who still, in fact, is playing uh, in about 20 minutes here. 
I went with uh, Paul Millsap, yeah. Denver Nuggets. Vote Millsap. I had him on my list too. Vote Millsap's a great one. Yeah. And that's the first fake political candidate of the night. I like it. Uh, here's my first. So as we talked about in the pre-show, we talked about it on our text. The Dallas Mavericks decided that every guy on the team who wanted a slogan or who's going to do a slogan would all do the word or the phrase equality. But several of them right. are international players, and therefore equality is a word that obviously exists in pretty much every language. So six I would hope. Right. It should if it doesn't. So six different languages represented for the word equality from the Dallas Mavericks. Here are two of my faves. Um, superstar player uh, Luka Doncic is Slovenian. And yes. his fake band name is definitely maybe like of the death metal variety. It is Enakobravno Enakobravno Shoot. Enakobravno I can't do it. Kobravno Stonchich. Wow. Do you have that one? No. It really rolls up the tongue. I didn't want to say it. It's E-N-A-K-O-P-R-V-N-O-S-T. Yeah. And a that, that actually is a death metal band. I think they're opening for Rammstein Don't on the next tour next exactly. year when they go back out. And speaking of Rammstein, who I believe are German, my other they favorite are. one is the German word for equality, which is Gleichberenichtung Kleber. Gleichberenichtung Kleber. I don't know who Kleber is, but... Kleber. Yeah, I, I couldn't even say Kleber. How am I going to say Gleichberenichtung the Germans are not brief. I love them. I love them so no. much. Yeah, no. Except when they say no, they say nine. But everything else is really is verbose, you know. What about do you have uh, do you have Porzingis on there? Oh, the zinger! I do. I, I and actually that's a good one. Wait, what yeah. is, he, is he Lithuanian? Is that what he is? He's Latvian. Oh, he's Latvian. Oh. Yes. And, oh, they're right next to each other. And his is Vien Libziba Porzingis. <laughs> that's a fake band name too. Smooth. They it's are. So smooth. I, I definitely do not belong in the Baltics. Yeah. <laughs> Struggling with the Baltics. But I did actually, just to, to bring it all the way home, I do have it also, I believe. I have definitely something written. Oh, yeah, I do. In Lithuanian, equality is Maislagas. And so Sabonis, where I believe is Arvidas Sabonis' son, correct? Oh, is he on the Mavericks? Yeah, no, he's on a different team, but he's Maislagas Sabonis. He's on the Pacers, actually. Yeah, yeah, he, he is Arvidas Sabonis' son. Yeah, yes. so Mace Sabonis. Now, that's a thing. That sounds like a holiday. That sounds great. Right. So that's a fake holiday of the week. Fake holiday of the week. Mace Sabonis, Sabonis, which is equality for Lith- in Lithuanian. In Lithuanian. Okay, now that I've ruined every way to say equality, unfortunately, in a lot of Nordic and Eastern European Slavic languages, bail me out, Roscoe P. What do you got next? Yeah, I was glad you took that bullet. I mean, it's an interesting idea. It's interesting with the Mavericks too, because like Doncic and Porzingis are their, are their star players, right? So yeah, they're they're two super. I mean, Porzingis got hurt and missed some of the playoffs there, but, um, but yeah, those are like their star guys who have the you know like who have that uh, that message. So yeah, I'm glad you tackled that that beast. Um, all right, so I will make my first decision here. Okay. Uh, okay, I, I have a decision, and then I'll give you second place. But uh, I'm going to go with anti-racist fox. Anti-racist fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that could mean a couple different things. It's a superhero. Yeah, it could be like a female superhero. Yeah. Like, like Foxy Cleopatra. Correct. Um, Fox Force 5. Yeah. Of, uh, of uh, Pulp Fiction Pulp Fiction fame, fame of course, yes. Um, 
yeah, that could be a lot of things. Or, or it could be it could be a band too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anti racist Fox is uh, De'Aaron Fox of the of the Kings, who is one of those teams that I forgot they were in the bubble, but uh, but they were, and uh, and that's what De'Aaron Fox has. That was one of those. The other one, which is like, um, which is actually like a, it's a thing. Um, there's a guy named Vic Law. Yes. Vic, yeah, Vic Law from the Magic. I don't know who that is, but he also so his was anti racist law. Anti racist law. That's right. Which is like an actual thing. Right. We should make laws that are anti-racist. Absolutely. We should make laws that are anti-racist. Right. Yeah. No, I did yeah. see that one as well. So yeah. here's what I, I... But I think anti-racist Fox is funnier because I'm envisioning like uh, that could be like your anti-racism mascot. Correct. He's like Smokey the Bear for anti-racism. It's the anti-racist Fox. Correct. That could be... Yeah, absolutely. And again, here's where I feel like we're making fun of being anti-racist. And we're not. <laughs> and we're not. We're not at all. It's just... <laughs> It's just it's an just, exercise. It would be funny if there was an anti-racist fox who came on TV and told you to not be anti-racist. That's right. all. And frankly, if that's what it would take to end racism, I'm, I would, yeah, I would, I'm for it. I'd be I'm for, for it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's one that I just think sounds exact. This could be a band name or a superhero. Freedom Gordon. Oh, yeah. He's on my list, too. Yeah. Freedom Gordon. I like that one a lot. Is that Aaron, is that Aaron Gordon from the Aaron Rockets? Gordon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Former slam dunk champion, Aaron Gordon. How about that? That's some good... Uh, and actually, the, one of the other ones that I really like, especially because it's a guy who's who spent a lot of years in Silicon Valley. He's a grizzled veteran. He's got a lot of other interests outside the court. But Andre Iguodala is Group Economics Iguodala, which... <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> it just... That, that one really flows. That one flows that's a lot a better one. than... That's not the most catchy one. No, no. That one doesn't get that one doesn't get me going the way Liberation Brown does. You know? Oh, Liberation Brown is number one. So one of the ones, again, I, I to your point about the anti-racist Fox one, um, this is one where I was surprised that the, that the person who had this last name chose this one, but it's actually kind of genius. But it's a player on the Clippers, so I don't know, but his name is... Uh, I know where you're going. I, this is my favorite one. If it's not Liberation Brown, this is my favorite one. Go for it, then. I think it's the same one. Go for it. Oh, no. Come on. It's your, it's your show. All right. It's your, it's your turn. This gentleman's name is Terrence Mann. Oh, yeah, it is. And it's Mann with two N's, and that's cool. And he chose the phrase, I'm a man. Yep. So if you look at his jersey, there's the number in the middle, and it says, I'm a man, and then it says, man. So basically, it's, I'm a man, man. And I'm a man, man. And I'll tell you what. It just, to me, again, not funny and good for him, but also if your last name's Man, you had other choices, you, you do what you got to do, you know? Because he could have gone Freedom Man. Like, he could have gone oh, Liberation man. man. He could have gone Liberation, Group Economics yeah. Man. Yeah. He could have gone Si Se Puede Man. I mean, he could do so many things. I mean, that's kind of like, that's kind of like why it's so great. Yeah, he, like he could have chosen any anything. Any of the other ones would have been so much better. Right. Like, he picked the one... <laughs> Like, for instance, I got a guy whose last name is O'Quinn, and he picked Hear Us. Hear Us, man, would have been actually like, oh, hear us, listen man. up, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Or like even even a couple more. And I'm not, again, I don't want to be light on this or like, you know, I'm not making fun of it. But, like, but um, how many more, man? You know, that like, again, it, 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 the word man works for pretty much everything. So I'm a man, man. I, I've caught my eye. That's all. Totally. Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that's my, that Liberation Brown is the best one, but I Am a Man Man is my favorite one. Yeah. So here's, here's my favorite. I, I have two favorites. They're both um, for players who chose kind of their, their home language, their foreign language of, to, the, for, to us, their home native tongue. So I, I, I think it's Tiago Silva. It could be the other one. I, I don't know. Who, which one is Silva? I don't know which one I picked, but he picked Si Se Puede, which I just like. 
Si se puede Silva. Really flows off the tongue, you know? Sure does. And then here's my favorite. It means freedom in Serbian. Sloboda Bogdanovic. Oh, wow. Sloboda Bogdanovic. That's, that's my favorite one. Because it kind of sounds like if you stubbed your toe, you'd be like, Sloboda Bogdanovic. No. <laughs> but it actually means freedom in Serbian. That's a good thing. Very good thing. Any other ones that stuck out to you, Roscoe Pierre? Um, sure. I had a, a number. Um, uh, so Peace was a big one. Yes. So I had a few of those. I wasn't really sure where to go. I think my favorite piece is uh, Peace Plumley. Peace Plumley alliteration again. Is really again, funny. I am I, I am partial to alliteration. I really enjoy the alliteration. The kids love the alliteration. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, that's Mason Plumley from the Nuggets. I like Ally Ingles. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep. Joe, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Yep. From uh, uh, Australian uh, Joe Ingles of the uh, Utah of the Jazz. Jazz. With yeah. also an international player with a word in his native tongue. Apparently, the Australian word for ally is ally. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh really? Um. So yeah, uh, Ally Ingles. I thought that was a good one. Um. Let's see. You said Freedom Gordon. Um, oh, I like this one because it kind of. Well, it, I don't know. It just I can't hear this last name without thinking of uh, a part in Anchorman, which we probably can't reference directly on your podcast. But um, respect us, McGee. Respect us, McGee. Uh, yep, and I know where you're going with that one. I mean, yeah. McGee's, <laughs> just of something else. McGee's always going to be a, a comedic last name if you do. Yeah, it's like the funniest last name. Yeah. And you can really add anything in front of it. And like, I don't mean social justice stuff. I mean, in general, it can really oh, add anything. Like, and anything yeah. McGee's going to be probably a little funny. Mm-hmm. Not in this case, but any other case. Um, yeah, what else, you got any other ones that you liked? I think that was my list. Okay. Because the other, you know, again, my, my top two were, were uh, I Am a Bad Man and uh, Liberation Brown. Yeah, and I, I do think that, to your point, Liberation Brown is the best one. That's I'm a Man one. Man is definitely, um, again, with that last name, you could have gotten anything man. And, you know, to double up on the word man, hey, that's, that's your choice. That's your call. That's why you're in the, you're in the bubble. You're doing it up. We appreciate it. Um, All right. Roscoe P., you got a couple minutes to, to chat. I know the Patriots are going to play the, the Seahawks tonight, and I want to get your thoughts on that. But before we do that, yeah, we got time. I would love to get your thoughts on, if you have any, on these Denver Nuggets who came back from 3-1 to one down in not one but two straight playoff series to go from, like, what were they, the sixth seed all the way to playing the Lakers for a spot in the NBA Finals. Do you have a lot, any thoughts on, like, why and how these guys have been able to be ice cold uh, assassins in the final three games of series. I mean, uh, you're a basketball guy. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really make sense. Um, I mean, I think Jamal Murray, who's their, their one of their stars, said like we we need our back, like we we need to have our backs against the wall to play our best or something. Which you know, like, it, all right, like I'm glad you can you can find that other gear when you need it, but it's like. If you just had that gear the whole time, like wouldn't you not get three down three one in the in the first place? Correct. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think I'm I'm not sure. Has that ever happened that a team has come back from three one down twice in the same? Yeah, year? I don't know. It's a great question. I, I don't know about twice. That's a that's that's hard to do. It's crazy. It's really hard to do it once. And and then of course the flip side of that is Doc Rivers keeps losing when he's up three one as a as a coach. Also true. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how the Nuggets are doing it. Um, I mean, they got, you know, they, they're, I, I think it's like, it's really hard to close these series out. And, and I think what you see, like, I've really been watching mostly the Celtics. I watched, I watched most every Celtics game. And I think what you see with them, and they're a very young team, of course. Yes. Um, but, like, they get up in a game and they kind of shut it down. Like, they get up 10 points and they go, all right, we got this. And then when you do that, all the NBA teams are so good. So good. They score well. They're just going to come firing back on you. So I, I think there's something psychologically about – even look at the Celtics in, in the Raptors series. They were literally half a second away from being up 3 nothing. Right, and the thing went seven. Insurmountable 3 nothing lead, and instead they had to go win in game seven because they took their eye off the ball for half of a second. And that's all it takes. You let you let these good teams back in, and and you're in trouble. I think that's what happens. Like it's really hard to close out any team. So I think, you know, if you're if you're the the Clippers and you're up three one, you're like, all right, we got this. And even if we lose game five, it's like whatever. We'll just beat them in game six. Right. And and then and then all of a sudden, all it takes is you know, it's like once you once you shut it down, it's hard to start it back up. Yeah, very hard to shut um, it back up. And I will say yeah. this. I'm glad. Sorry. No, no. So I, 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 I guess that's. I mean, it's, it's good for the Nuggets to just like to, to just never quit, right? And and really, um, you know, like it's a it's a cliche, but a lot of times cliches are are cliches for a reason, and it really is like one game at a time, right? Like, like you can't win a series in one game. And, Correct. And, and and also you can't come back from like you talk about winning three games in a row, like. I'm guessing that's not their mentality. Right, right? When they're to down win the next game. Right, stay alive. They're not the thinking. Game. Yeah, you, you don't have to win three games in a. You don't have to win three games. You have to win one game three times. Correct. And and that may sound like silly, but you know, as someone who coaches basketball and has been around basketball a long time, like that's really that's a very different kind of mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and it becomes a lot more doable when it's like, look, we just got to win tonight. Right. Exactly. Uh, like like you know, honestly, like the Celtics did. Like the Celtics. Blew two games. They should have won both of the first two games. They won neither of them against against Miami. Yep. They're in a terrible hole, but they came out last night and they and they played well. Yep. And they got you know, the game they, they could won. get. Yeah, they got the game they could get. Exactly. They got the, right. Right. They won. Now if they do that again, like now we got something. Correct. Yeah. I would say this. For my advice to the Lakers, even though they won fairly comfortable in game one, is just let the Nuggets win the next two in a row. Right. And put them in a weird spot where they can't win three in a row again in the series. Right. And then and then the Lakers will win three in a row. Exactly. Again. And then it'll be over yeah. in six and the Lakers will be play right in their hands. Yeah. All right. Last question. So I know we got a big game, Patriots fans, coming up in about an hour. Okay. You got you're out in Seattle. It's a very dangerous Seahawks team. It's very early in the season. We played zero preseason games. So it doesn't yeah. matter if the Patriots win by 20 or lose by 20 at the end of the day. It really doesn't matter because week five is when it's going to start as long as these teams can keep playing because of COVID. Sidebar, I see the beginning of our podcast today. But how did you feel last week? How do you feel about the Cam Newton experience thus far? And what are your, what are your like, realistic hopes and aspirations for this season? Oh, sure. Well, I'm, I'm very happy you asked. I have lots of thoughts on all of this. First of all, as I've been sitting here, I don't know, have you been watching football all day today? Or like sure, yeah, I'm watching the Chiefs somehow be in overtime with the Chargers right now. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's a wild story that, that Justin Herbert, uh, rookie quarterback from the Chargers, who was not supposed to be the starter this year, gets thrust into the starting role during warm-ups due to an injury and uh, is now in overtime against the the reigning and defending uh, world champion Chiefs who looked unbeatable last week. So that's a story. But the, the story of this week, whatever happens the rest of the way, is just a ridiculous uh, list of injuries. Yes. And, and like, probable season-ending injuries to some very big names. 
Um, you know, Saquon Barkley of the Giants, they're, they're fear, fearing that he tore his ACL. Um, four key players on the San Francisco 49ers left the game today, and sounds like at least two of them might be out for the year. Yeah. Um, so just, like, ridiculous injuries all over the place today. So now I'm just hoping, like, Cam Newton gets out of this game without getting hurt. Like, this seems to be the week everybody's getting hurt. Uh, and, and that's never, you know, as a football fan, you never want to see never want that. that. Absolutely not. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just been an onslaught of, of terrible injuries today. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think I'm going to say, like, um, uh, for I know we have a lot of uh, friends and, and listeners down in the Philadelphia area. Sure. Uh, and I know we have a lot of people listening to the show who are not Patriots fans. And I understand. I, I am a lifelong Patriots fan, and I'm, I'm about to turn 42 years old. Um, By the way, birthday, been, birthday at the end of next week. Happy birthday, Roscoe P. Oh, thank you. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm two months. I'm literally less than two months younger than you, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm so excited about it, uh, as you can tell. But um, um, so, but I've been a fan like as long as I can remember. Like I didn't jump on the bandwagon when you know they won the Super Bowl, and you know, yay, Tom Brady. Like, no, we've been liking the Patriots just, for a long time. In fact, let me tell an incredibly quick and edited story from the first time the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Sure, I remember it well. It involved me saying if they win this game, I... How are you going to tell this story? (laughs) I will do jumping jacks in the street. We're going to leave it at that. And as I was... come on. Yeah, but now you're leaving out the whole key point of the story. Well, I said that I would not... I, I, I said that I would do it, you know... Basically, sans fully dressed. Without the benefit of your clothes. <laughs> Allegedly. And so, as I finished my 10th jumping jack, you gave me a Will, a Bill Goldberg, the wrestler, spear and yeah. put me back on the pavement in yeah. February yeah. on Florence Street, Worcester, Massachusetts. Well, it was an exciting night. What but, do you want? But the point, the, gonna be, the, Super Bowl the point was going to be, we were so deprived of glory... Oh. Not only yeah. as Patriots fans at that point, but as Boston sports fans, it was a 15-year gap between the 86 Celtics, which we were basically a little, almost too young to remember and appreciate. Yeah. And then, and then you know, the futility of the Red Sox and the futility of everybody. And so we were willing to make promises and keep them. It was absolute delirium. And, but the only way you can feel that way is if you put in, like, your 15 or 10, 20 years before that right. of, of, of loving a franchise that had no shot at winning the championship. Right, you have to really care. I remember a- after that incident happened, I remember going down to the bar and just like hugging strangers. Everybody, everybody, just like going up to people I didn't know and hugging them, and and they were hug- like they weren't they were hugging back. Like everyone knew what we were doing. What like it was just this whole it, w- it was an amazing thing. And I'm so glad you told that story because that perfectly sets up my point. And like so, I, I am well aware that anyone who likes the NFL but is not a Patriots fan hates, hates the, Patriots. the Patriots. Absolutely. And, and hates Patriots fans. Absolutely. And and I'm here to say, as a Patriots fan, fair enough. I, I get it. And now I'm going to say something that's going to make you hate Patriots fans even more. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have thought this was possible, but I'm going to say it. But what I experienced last week, so like for, for literally only for 20 years, right, for 19 years or whatever, we've gone into every season knowing the Patriots are going to be really good and we're probably going to win their division. Sure. Right. That's that's how we started every single season. Yes. And now, you know, and then but then you have last week and it's like, well, Tom Brady's not on the team anymore. And, you know, uh, Dante Hightower opted out and Marcus Cannon opted out and Patrick Chung and, you know, other guys left in free agency. And, and this was the first time since probably 2001. Yeah. 
where you started a season going like, man, I have no idea. Like, they, they might be bad. You might know, be real bad. Playing, they're playing Miami. Miami beat them last year, week seven, when the Patriots were good and Miami wasn't that good. And, you know, they beat them in, in Foxborough last year. And it was like, man, I don't know what's going to happen. We got this new quarterback, a new offense. I have no idea. Maybe they're going to be bad. Um, so it was kind of like, so here's the thing that I would, if I was not a Patriots fan, I would, it would, this would drive me nuts to uh, hear somebody say, but like, it was almost kind of fun to not know that we had the best team. <laughs> at the start of the season right like like for once like i'm just not sure we might not have the best team this year i don't know um but like that's the, the i think this you, you, you usually know this stuff i think the math is right i think the patriots have been to nine of the last 19 super bowls yeah they've definitely been to nine since is 2000 right? since the 2002 super bowl so the 01 season Right, they, so maybe nine of the last eighteen. Right, they've been they've been to nine, nine of the whatever nineteen, twenty, eighteen years. Yes. Right. So like half the Super Bowl, like they've been in half the Super Bowls. Right. Like they're always in the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. Prior to that, they were in the Super Bowl twice. Twice. In the first thirty-six, sorry, the first thirty-five right. years of the Super Bowl era. Right. <laughs> and then in the in the, in the ensuing. So that was the Super Bowl 35. We're about to celebrate Super Bowl 55. So yeah, 19 seasons. Yeah. So yeah. nine out of 19 years in a row, Patriots were in the Super Bowl and they won six of them. And they won six of them. I know. I know. So then this year was kind of like, man, I, you know, I just, I don't know. Could be anything. And uh, so, just, so just having that kind of like uncertainty about a team was like, it was different and it was kind of fun. And then, um, and then I thought they looked great. I, I, Cam Newton is like my favorite football player. <laughs> I mean, he was awesome. Yeah, when he's healthy, you know, and I had the benefit, as I've told people. and you Yeah, got, yeah, you saw him, yeah. I had the benefit of living in Charlotte for five years and five football seasons. And my first or second year down there, first year down there, was the year Cam went 15-1 and yeah. and went to the Super Bowl. And then, honestly, two years ago, before he got hurt, they were like 6-1. and one, And then he got hurt on Thursday night against the Steelers. But, but like, when he's healthy... Um, it's a it's a lot to handle if you're the other team. It's a oh, lot yeah. to handle, and and even if he's not the guy that he was in 2015, or the guy he was even in 2017 or 18, and before he got hurt twice, give Bill Belichick and his team and his staff a completely fresh new set of like new set of everything on offense for a team that likes to reinvent itself every week anyway defensively. Right? right. Come on, man. Right. It's gonna be fun, I mean, regardless of what happens. It's gonna be fun. Fun, and I think you really sense that. Like, I think the whole, you know, like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. I think like both sides just needed that. Yeah, like it was, it was marriage. Just time, yeah, it was just time for a change. And the other thing is, there's no riding off into the sunset because at some point he is going, like all of us, going to not be able to do his job at a high enough level to win anymore. And so is Bill, honestly. And I think yeah. both of them really were like, let me give, give, it, give it my last best shot to do it my way. And those happen to be two totally different ways moving forward, which is great because instead of – I actually think – here's my hot take. I think the 23-8 the to – sorry, the 28-3 Super Bowl, Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl, that was Tom Brady killing it. And frankly, the game they lost to the Eagles, Brady fumbled it once at the end. Not really his fault at the end of the day. He was in an absolute – Duel where his defense got zero stops. Yeah, and zero and that stops. Like that, that Eagles team was like the team of destiny. Correct. Like, 
So, you but know, I would say like Brady, like Brady peaks. Mitch Trubisky's backup beat them in the Super Bowl. Right, but, but yeah. Brady's post-peak peak, like, that's when it crescendoed. And then, obviously, the team won another Super Bowl, but they won 13-3, to and they needed some really good fortune to get there, and, and the defense basically pitched a shutout against the, the Rams, which is the unheard of. The best offense in the league. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. then, and then last year was the, was the year where the D was really good, and the O was okay, Gronk was gone, the safety blankets were gone, and it was like the it was like the 2006 Patriots, but Brady wasn't as good, and his you know and and they weren't they were never going to get back to that the way they were never going to get back to that. And then the last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you go, Roscoe P. Either go with another take or go for real, is the Patriots are going to have to beat Mahomes, Lamar right. Jackson, Deshaun right. Watson, and a bunch of other guys who can move with their feet to get to the promised land one more time. Cam gives them a chance to do that. Tom Brady does not. Yes, exactly. And uh, the, did that count? They've tried this four times. The Chiefs, I mean, this is like, I don't know if you're watching this game. We might see a tie. <laughs> the Chiefs, this is unbelievable. There have been two timeouts and a penalty. The, the poor Chiefs kicker has kicked this 56-yard field goal four times already, and none of them have counted. Um, uh, yeah, no, you're right. Like, the, the game has changed, and I think Tom Brady can still be effective, and they, they won today. Uh, they beat Carolina today, and he... Uh, at least in the first half, looked really good. The second half wasn't as good, but right. um, but like look at the like look at the the great quarter like the quarterbacks who had great days today. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, uh, uh, Kyler Murray, um, Josh Allen, Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Like the, these guys all run. Yeah, um, and, and that's the like that's the thing now. Like having a running quarterback. Hold on, let's see if this that is going to go. Man, this guy that's superhuman. He made it four times. Fifty-eight yarder. Um, so the Chiefs go to two and zero, but did not look the way. They, but yeah, it did looked. not. It did not look good. Yeah, uh, they certainly didn't cover. I know that. Um, huh. but good, good for Justin, uh, Justin Herbert. Though that's that's quite a story. Um, so yeah, I, I think yeah, running quarterbacks are that's that's what it is now. You got to have a, a quarterback there. And by the way, speaking of uh, um, Dak Prescott. Um, so the, you said the Falcons twenty eight three. They did it again. They did it again. Today. They were up to what twenty nine. They were up thirty nine. It, to- it was definitely twenty to nothing. And then it was. I think they were up fifteen with like under five minutes left in the game. Yeah, and they lost. And, and they lost forty lost to thirty nine. Lost the regulation. Forty to thirty nine. They gave up an onside kick, which is super hard to do with the new rules. It's like impossible. Yeah. And then the Falcons were able. Sorry, the Cowboys were able to go down and set up a field goal to win. Yeah. Insanity. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. At one point, the Falcons had a ninety-nine point nine percent probability of winning the game. Well, there was another time they had that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was called was. Super Bowl Fifty Three or whatever. Yeah, Fifty Two actually. Yeah. Sorry. They they are the best team in the league at blowing hugely. It's good for them. They are the they are the antithesis of the Denver Nuggets. Right, right. Denver Nuggets will spot you three games and come back. And then come back. And the Falcons yeah. are like the Clippers and others where it's like they're like the guys playing the Nuggets where they're like, hey, stick around. Maybe yeah. we'll let you win. I know you think it's over. It's probably not. Exactamundo. All right. Let's leave so, it yeah, there. So I'm, I'm very excited about the Patriots. I, I do think they will probably lose tonight. Sure. Um, but, but you know, I don't know. They might not. They, here's another thing it's a, as an obnoxious Patriots fan. Did you, did you get this stat? Tonight is the... It's the first time in, I believe, 64 regular season games that the Patriots are underdogs. Wow. 
That's, that's, four, that's years. four seasons. <laughs> it's four seasons. That's four seasons of being favored. That's pretty crazy. That's four pretty crazy. Seasons of, they've been favored for four straight seasons. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. That's First that's a hell time. of a stat. That's a hell of a way to end it. All right. Yeah. So, Patriots. I yeah. feel good about it though. I feel like even if they go eight and eight. Um, oh, they're gonna be better than that. I mean, could, they do have a hard schedule. Wow, they're gonna be better than that. They do have a hard schedule, but my point is like, it'll be fun, and right. um, it will. Here's the other thing: you're paying your quarterback five hundred grand. Oh. So he only gets paid more money if they do great, which if is they, yeah, right. great. And if they don't do great, you took a flyer on a guy, and also you gave a year to kind of figure yourself out. Like, do we want to? Do we want to continue to have an offense like this? Do we want to invent a different kind of offense? Do we want to? Split the difference and get somebody more like a Jimmy G that can you know move a bit but isn't a runner. There's so many ways to go, including re-signing Cam Newton because he's friggin' awesome. Yeah. Who knows? And he might be. And he might be. So he 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 has been so far. He's one for one on being awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed the game last week, and it was also fun because it was kind of like a high school game where it felt like running time because uh, ten minute quarters. I mean, it was over in two two hours and forty minutes, soup to nuts. So fast. Give me more of that, please. Yeah, and it's like the old, um, like when, like the, when the Patriots first started their dynasty, when it was really more defense and the like, the offense wasn't Correct. you know spectacular yet. Um, they had a lot of these games where they they'd win by like ten points, but it, thirteen points, but it was like a blowout. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean, like, like it, it was you know, like, like I don't know what the Patri- the Patriots won. I think by ten last week or something. Right. It wasn't like a huge right margin, but but like Miami had no chance to win the game. No chance at all, which is great. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for Nikhil Harry fumbling the ball through the end zone. Yeah, it would have been over in the third quarter. Even if he fumbles it to the one-yard line or fumbles it back. Right, they score right there. Even if they don't recover it, like, yeah, exactly. They get get three points, it's two possessions, it's over. So, all right, man, stick around for a minute. We will catch up. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing a little NBA, doing a little little Patriots. I might file this one under the the sports jerks because I feel like this is a little bit of a sports jerks uh, a little sports jerks buffet, so you got to enjoy. I feel it. like I was totally being a jerk tonight, so yeah. So we played right into the sports jerk theme. There you go, <laughs> Roscoe P. Have a happy birthday, first of all, and everybody else. Thank you. Make sure you wish Roscoe P. A happy birthday by following him on Twitter at Roscoe P. Funk. People love him, especially when he comments on how handsome and attractive members of the army in Spain are. <laughs> that was quite a moment. For those of you who don't remember, Roscoe P. Literally, there was a picture of a very handsome man who's a Spanish soldier, and Roscoe P. said, "Everybody in Spain is good looking," and everybody in the world retweeted him and thought he was the best guy ever. That's how stupid Twitter is. That is an absolutely true story. Also, that was during COVID nineteen, and it feels like it was six, 65 years ago. I know that was right at the beginning. Yeah, when you really—I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, didn't yeah, you get like thirty four hundred retweets? Yeah, I, I, don't, I forget. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, fantastic <laughs> stuff. Like fantastic yeah. stuff. All right, Roscoe P., stick around for a minute. Everybody else, filibusterfreestyle.com. Check it out.